Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. Here with me this week, post-week six of the NFL and all the other goings-on in mid-October is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great, son. Great, great, great. Glad to hear it. Um, so let's start off with week six of the NFL, the week that was. Um, start off with the Eagles winning over the Panthers 28-23, a good close game. Um, but the Eagles pulled it out on a Thursday night. And one thing we saw in that game was that running back for the Panthers, a rookie, Christian does, McCaffrey. Not run, does not run between the tackles. No, Christian. So you don't really have a running back. You've got like a you know, specialty play back. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is much more of a catch passing catch pa- uh, pass catching back. I'm sorry. Um yeah, he's a little bit more scat a little bit around the ends, but he's not between the tackles. That's still Jonathan Stewart's uh bread and butter it that's seems his like. Territory, yeah. Yeah, so that's not going to get taken over. So, I don't know, you know, well, you know, I don't know if he's even playing this week. You know, he might be a little fragile too, so Christian McCaffrey, last I saw, he should, but I, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, it's not his strength. Um, you know, I like him coming. Yeah. I liked him coming out of college. I still think he has a good future ahead of him, um, but right now, no, that's not. He's not a stud back. No, no, not right now. Um, but for a team where Cam Newton is scrambles a lot, you, you really don't. I don't know. I think I think he works for that team. On other teams, he might not do as well. Right. So that was the <clears throat> Thursday night game, and then of course the uh, the early game, uh, the uh, first game, pretty much uh, on the slate. The big one was the Patriots versus the Jets, with the Patriots winning twenty four seventeen. Jets had a fourteen to nothing lead, and then at about the two minute warning, it all fell apart. And then Brady and Gronkowski and Belichick all all had their stuff working against the and Jets. And what about the refs with the call? My goodness. So uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Catches a catches a pass, runs up to the goal line, gets tackled, and the at first he's called uh, t- it's called a touchdown for the Jets, and then on review, not only do they negate the touchdown, it turns out it's a turnover, uh, to which you know all the higher ups in the officiating crews are like, yes, this is absolutely there's no way around it. So apparently, as he's going down to the ground, he loses control, loses possession of the ball ever so slightly, and then, quote-unquote, regains possession of it out of bounds, and the result is a touchback. Uh, a touchback. The touchback, Patriots ball. So it went from touchdown to not a touchback. touchdown, not a touchdown, yeah, to a touchback, which means it went from Jets ball at the... Change the, of possession. At the goal line to then, like, the... Right, Patriots right. get the they, twenty. They, they get all the good calls. And still, the fact that they won only by seven points. I mean, it, right. the Jets could have won that one. So yes, they were in it. They, they were, had opportunity. I mean, look, I'm not upset that the Jets lost it. 
because McCown's our quarterback. It's amazing that he had that game. I'm upset that the refs, quite honestly, even if they say that no, this is this is how this is our interpretation of the rule. That's a terrible that rule. But that's a terrible call. It does, there's a reason why we're still talking about the call, <laughs> and not just because. Well, they overanalyze every single play now in sports. Right, I mean, and then baseball you, is ridiculous too. I mean, yes, yeah. And then yeah, it, they're slowing down the action. And then it becomes, you know, because then the question is always raised, what is a catch? And then it wasn't so much that this was a catch. Then he was defined as a runner. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. But if, but if it wasn't for gambling on the game, uh, people wouldn't rush, would they? No. So it's important to get these calls right. But the refs could make these calls. They, they, they don't need help. No. it's it's. They didn't get it 20 years ago. It's just ridiculous that, that that's the interpretation. It's, it's just ridiculous. And I'm not yeah. upset that I figured the Jets were going to lose that game. But, A, I'm mad that the Jets made it close enough that I actually cared. You know, all the, the, refs, the refs stole it. All the rest of the day, I was just, like, I was just sighing all right. day. Like, it was so much, it would have been so much easier if it was 41 nothing by halftime Patriots. I would have been like, all right, I can go on with my day. I knew they were going to lose it. But well, then don't you tease me. Play live, did you see him lose possession? I no! Was... No, that's the other thing. What do you it's mean? like you get a microscope out, you know, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. What do you mean he lost possession? That's the other part of this. <laughs> it's one thing if the ball comes out, but and you've seen it. Sterling Shepard, you know, he's got the ball right, against right, Tampa. Right. He's got the ball, and yeah. he falls out, but, you know, he well, moves slightly. But the, before the question is, what is the catch? Now the question is, what is the touchdown? And then it turns into, what is the touchback? It's ridiculous. It's, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. So. Next game. Uh, Saints blow out the lines, fifty-two thirty-eight. Uh, the Saints offense qu- quietly they're the best team. No one talks about the Saints. Yeah, I guess so. Well, when you have no defense, I mean, fifty-two. You figure the Saints are going to put up fifty-two. You also kind of figure they're going to give up thirty-eight, and that's a problem. Yeah, they're uh, surprisingly better. They can run the ball a little bit. They can play a little deep. Probably the biggest story uh, was the injury of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Broken collarbone on his throwing shoulder. Why was he cursing on the way off? What was he mad about? Uh, he was mad because he, he's he's gone. I mean, he's a gamer. Like I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, well, he's he's good for the sport. He's great for the sport. He's absolutely fantastic for the sport. Yeah, he's a surgeon. He's a technician. But he's got. I mean, you can never count them out. And still, I mean, sitting here, even though they lost to the Vikings twenty three ten, you still got to figure the Packers going to win that division until they lose. What? No, but what? listen. Well, first of all, this has happened before. Rogers broke his uh, non throwing collarbone shoulder or collarbone um, a couple years ago, and that was the great Matt Flynn come in, hold down the right. fort, and then Rogers comes back. Now this is his throwing shoulder. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back in the seven weeks. But the point is, is that, I mean, the Packers always have this way. Next guy up, you know, how long was Rodgers in the wings? How long? Think about all the quarterbacks. Well, I see him more like, not even, I I see him more like the Vikings without a defense. I think that's true. The Vikings do have the better defense. Um, But then they lost, I mean, they lost Delvin Cook. Um, they're working on with Case Keenum. Yeah. With Case Keenum is basically the third string, even though Teddy Bridgewater's now practicing. But Bridgewater used to yeah. be the starter. Bradford used to be the starter. So they're on well, the. It remains to be seen if Bradford can can ever come back from that injury. That's how bad that was. Yeah, that was bad. That was tough. 
Um, but hey, Teddy Bridgewater's um, practicing, so he might come back soon too. Right. Uh, Texans continue their winning ways. Deshaun Watson is is he, he's hands down rookie of the year right now. And you know if they well, uh, really not Wentz. No, Wentz is not a rookie. Oh, Rick, oh rookie. Okay, rookie. I get it. No, not I'm MVP. MVP. No, 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 no. Not Watson's not there just yet. But if he continues upon this, fifteen touchdowns, though. Yes. Um, the 49ers are the best 0-6 team, I think, ever. They have lost all six of their games, their own six, by a combination of 13 points. But the last five, the last five, they was three or less each game. That's unbelievable. Because the first game, they lost 23-3 to to the Panthers. But other, yeah, that's incredible, right? Yeah, that really, that's, that's phenomenal. So, best 0-6 team you're ever going to see. Um, Falcons were up seventeen nothing, and now the ghosts are starting to haunt them. They lost twenty to seventeen. And their, and their DNA is give it up late. Um, I, you know, I said this in the off season when when I heard that Matt Ryan watched Super Bowl Fifty One over and over and over again. I understand he did it for motivation. Now you've just you you fa- <laughs> you've fallen into the Hill, cycle. Excuse me, he'll just oh, it's a bomb. This is what we all watch football for. That's right. The yes. bomb, and they're matching. With with car, this is this game's definitely going to be the over. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is currently be recording on Thursday, so we'll get to the uh, Chiefs Oakland um, Raiders game in just a few moments. But just going through some of the other games, um, uh, uh, um, James Winston went down for the Buccaneers. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick almost led them back. They were down like thirty-five to nothing. They came back like thirty-eight, so they lost thirty-eight thirty-three, but still. They came back, and this we talked about this. Ryan Fitzpatrick, wherever he goes as the backup, the starter always gets injured, and then Fitzpatrick has this phenomenal year, and then the cycle happens like it did with the Jets and every <laughs> other team. You know, he's bad the following year, goes somewhere else, back up, la, la, la. So, right, right. And even though Win- and Winston, has, oh, he, he wants to break that. He's already said, like, I am determined to come back. I will come back. We'll see if that happens. Um, yeah. Chargers actually win a game, seventeen to sixteen against Oakland. Oakland was working still without Derek Carr, but he's finally back. Um, and you were right, Steelers nineteen, Chiefs thirteen. Um, I, I I didn't think. I mean, first first of all, no touchdown scored in like the first three quarters until Antonio Brown had a phenomenal tipped ball yeah. that was caught. Yes, yes. It was a, oh, yeah, what concentration that guy has. It bounced off the defensive back's face mask. He lost it, and it was just but up his in the eyes, air. His eyes, his Brown's eyes never came off the ball. Antonio Brown is something else. That's the reason he, he, he's, he's the best wide receiver. And, oh, my goodness, Le'Veon Bell, 179 yards rushing. rushing. They woke up, right? He woke up big time. I really thought that they were going to lose that game, that the Chiefs were going to win it, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, Giants, speaking about winning a game, Giants go into Denver 23 to 10. Getting 12 and a half and they, or 11 and a half, and they, and they went outright. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, Orleans Darkwa actually woke up 117 yards. Uh, Eric Ingram. Tight end. Eric Ingram, their, uh, their big, uh, tight end from college. I think, where did he go? Uh, Ole Miss, I think. Texas Ole Miss, Ole Miss, yeah. Ole Miss, the, there you go. The Manning family. Yes. Um, so yeah, the Giants won, pretty incredible, and um, yeah, Titans finish off the Colts thirty six twenty two in a really low scoring game. But boy, Derrick Henry woke up in the second half. Mar- Marcus Mariota, well, the fourth quarter, three touchdowns, including a pick six or a fumble recovery. I forget which one. Yeah, that was a big that was a big deal. 
So, uh, moving over to this week. So, currently on right now are the Chiefs at um, Oakland. 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 Uh, Chiefs are up 17-14. Um, They're throwing the ball. Both yeah. teams. The bomb. Yeah, Alex Smith uh, most recently just passed to Tyreek Hill. Amari Cooper's got two touchdowns. He woke up, so that's helping out my but, fantasy Yeah, 38-yarder and a 45. That unbelievable. And the 45 was a flea flicker. Yeah. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's in on it too, but right now a uh, Harrison Butker uh, field goal, 53-yard 50, field goal, my goodness, is the difference in the game. Um, so that's happening. So what are your lo- what are your best bets of the week for Week 7 in the uh, NFL? Well, i got to go with the Jaguars because, you know, this, off, this is the only trend that's been 100% so far this season. Okay. So we're going to stay with that, right, because they, they won their first game, then lost their second, then won their third back and forth. And this is their win week. Mm. So I'm liking that. I'm liking the 49ers. They're playing the Cowboys, and they're getting what? What is that, five and a half? Uh, let me find it right now. Four and Same, a half, six. five and a half. I have six. Six, okay. Well, there you go. So, so Je- they've been covering these games, so let's give them a shot again. They're at home now. Right. So Jacksonville giving three and a half. Uh, yeah. San Francisco getting six. I think I could see San Francisco getting six. Dallas coming yeah. off a bye. I'm liking that, and then I'm liking the um, liking the Eagles again. <clears throat> Since FedEx Field was built, the Redskins are two and twenty-three Monday night. Wow, Monday night yeah. at FedEx Great. Field. Wow. Well, uh, no. Well, that's, I mean, since the field was built, that's their overall Monday night game. So that's home and away. Oh, okay. But yeah, two, the... yeah, two and twenty is horrible, right? Right. They're at. And, uh, they're at and they're hot. What, Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, they're absolutely. they're on track. Yeah, yeah so they're and now they're when Rodgers out, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it it, it further legitimizes the uh, the Eagles. Well, the the NFC is much more wide open now. When you've got a loss of the the caliber of Aaron Rodgers, it's yeah, whoever's a you know whoever's left, you really have to look at and see like who is the best. And right now, the the Eagles are really kind of showing that. And I'd like to roll it one more time with the Giants at home now against the Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off a bye, coming across the country. They're getting their, five. Uh, starting guard is out. So I think uh, snacks might uh, have some snack food. I mean, I, I, the Giants are getting five. I don't know if they could cover that. I don't know. Well, you well, you didn't think they could cover 11.5 against Denver last week, and they won outright. You know, I didn't. Um who saw that coming? No, nobody saw that coming. But I think but I don't think Seattle's what they were. I think they, they they're struggling. I mean, I think that's true. Um, they've got some running back issues. Um, I think the offensive def- line issues. The defense is good, but yeah. it's not what it was. I mean, they're working off of uh, yeah, they're diminished. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I would have to. So agree. let's see. Yeah. All right. So Jacksonville minus three and a half. Philadelphia minus four and a half. San Francisco getting six and the Giants getting six. There you go. That's enough right there. That's a full plate. There you go. Moving over to um, college football for a minute. Some more upsets in the works. Uh, Clemson lost. Um, so they dropped down from number two to number five. Just when everybody was saying how great they were. It was not good. Not good at all. Washington State goes from eighth to down to uh, 15th. Wow. Washington also from 5th all the way down to 7th. 
I mean, this was big. Auburn took a real big loss. They dropped down to 21 from 10. So not good for them. But Penn State's moving up. Georgia moves up. TCU, um, Wisconsin as well. So, wow. yeah. yeah now a- Penn State finally gets a chance to play a, a ranked team. Yeah, so um, hold on. Let me pull up their schedule real quick because I know that they're playing uh, this week. You're right about that. Yeah, they play ni- um, home against Michigan, 19th ranked. Yeah, they've got they've got three straight ranked games: Michigan at 19, Ohio State at six, and Michigan State at 18. All with... and now we'll see what they're made of. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be interesting uh, to see how that goes. But I, I I I would like to see Penn State rise from the ashes. Sure, absolutely. I, I've said it before. I think they should have been in the playoff last year, um, but it didn't happen. So they just you know. But and they ended up losing the uh, the Rose Bowl, so it didn't look well on them anyway. So it looked like people made the right choice in not putting them into the playoff. But still, well, there you go, redemption. I think so. I think you're right. Um, baseball. Moving on over. When last we left you, we were uh, finishing off the divisional series, and here we are, pretty much finishing off the league championship series. And there's no story bigger than the Yankees. Ah, uh, the Yankees. So the Yankees did again exactly what they did with. Um, and currently this recording Thursday night. They're up three games to two, going down to Houston, just like they did with the Indians. They were up the they were down two games to none at um on the road, and then they go home and they've got some uh some home magic. They're six and zero in the playoffs at home. Um undefeated. Uh, I will point out though, they are one and four on the road. Not that that really matters. Because that one win was also a um, uh, an elimination game against the Indians. So now Houston goes back down there. Verlander goes and again. And the Yankees have won game three and five. Yeah. So three, five, puts, and six puts them to be the favorite now to win. Well, I mean, they, they have to win one, where the Astros have to win two, and yet the only yeah. thing the only thing in the Astros' favor is that it's at home. They're home. It's at home, and they do well at home. The Yankees do incredibly better uh, at home. Yeah, but maybe the maybe the Yankees are the team of destiny. I've heard that before, and there have been all these articles and people talking about how the Yankees, how this is a, a team. Oh yeah, no, you can get this is a lovable Yankee team. You can get every time this happens, the Yankees somehow rise to prominence, and people go. This is the time. No, no, no. This is good. This is good for the sport. This is good for them. It happens once, and then immediately after, it, it's just it's an icky feeling. Non-Yankee fans get this. Oh, wait. Why did we root for that team to win? Why is this a team that's won 28 World Series? Why do we want them to win again? <laughs> like, it really is like, you know, it's like... A, it's like in politics when you vote one way, and you're like, ah, what's maybe I'll just vote the other way this one time. Let's see what happens. And then it happens, and you go, hey, I didn't want this. You know, it's a very right, fine, right. it's a very unintended fun, consequences. It's a very fine line between like, oh, feel good story and evil empire, and that's where the yeah. Yankees always walk. Um, so they're up three games to two. We'll see what happens over the weekend. But uh, you know, I mean, look, <laughs> they're probably going to win it. CC Sabathia is going in game six or game seven, I should say, if it reaches there. I love Verlander, but I don't think he's going to be able to match what he did. And the Astros have been on a downward trend. They had six hits in the f- six and five in the first two games, and then I think they barely equaled that 
in the last three games at Yankee Stadium. So unless the Houston crowd can do what the Yankees crowd was doing, it's going to be really hard to see the Astros in the World Series. And then in the National League, it's all but over. Uh, the the Dodgers are pounding. They woke right? up, right? The, the sleeping giant. Well, they've been awake. Yesterday um, being, uh, I'm sorry, yesterday being Wednesday when they lost game four, an elimination game, they had not lost uh, a single playoff game up to that point. They were 5-0 and in the playoffs, and uh, they lost game, <clears throat> sorry, game four to stave off elimination did the Cubs. And right now the Dodgers are up top of the fourth, 9 to nothing. Two home runs by Kiki, uh, Kiki Hernandez, their uh, speedy outfielder and slash utility man. He's also hit a grand slam of those two home runs. <laughs> wow. um, Clayton Kershaw's on the mound. Uh, you know he gets a lot of flack. He's considered the worst, statistically the worst postseason pitcher of all time. But he pitched. Um, he came in relief last year in the divisional series against the Nationals. He pulled that out, and now here he has a chance to to finish off and clinch the the, the pennant for the Dodgers. So it looks like it might be L.A. versus New York, Dodgers, Yankees, you know Brooklyn the Bronx, whatever you want to say. I mean, it's old, but it's new again because the Dodgers haven't been since 88. um, And they haven't played each other since 81. So, but I mean, they've had plenty of, I mean, their rivalry goes all the way back to uh, the boroughs. Well, yeah, but you got the different time zones, the East Coast, West Coast, you know, media markets. Number one and number two. That'll get the best ratings, won't it? Uh, I mean, it will, yeah, of course. Um, Well, there you go. It's good for the sport. It is, but at the, but at the same time, you know, talking about with the Yankees, you know, them being the evil empire and them, you know, having the highest payroll and not, people not liking them. This was a sport where two, three years ago, the Kansas City Royals were in the playoffs uh, in the World Series back to back years, including winning one. Right. It was a small market team, a small market, you know, playoffs. Toronto, right. Baltimore, uh, Detroit, all these smaller markets. Now the last four teams remaining: Houston, New York. L.A. and Chicago, all in the top five media markets. I mean, these are these are giant, you know, New York and L.A. we know, but Chicago's three, and I think um, Houston's four or five. Maybe five, I think. San Francisco's four. But still, it's, you know, it's went from the small market, now it's back to the big market. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a trend. We'll see. And also, it's tough for me to take as a Met fan because, you know, the Mets... Turner. Justin Turner is a ghost that will will never stop haunting the Mets. I mean, this is a guy who was a super utility player, third base, first base. All he did was hit, and they just did not that, sign that was, him. That could be their first baseman, and then their second baseman is in uh, Washington. Yeah, Daniel Murphy. I mean... You can make a whole team of, these, of what they gave away. It's tough, but, you know, and then, you know, being a Met fan, looking at... The way that the dynamic works in the city. I mean, this was a team. The New York two years last year, a poll was taken of X amount of people in New York. Who who are you fans of? And the Met. It was a Met town. It was a Met town up until like <laughs> up until about three weeks ago. Well, now it's all rise. Now it's all Aaron Judge. You know, the it's over. You, we can't compare Conforto and Judge anymore. That nope. that comparison lasted two weeks. In, over. That comparison lasted two weeks in May. I mean, the Mets don't have a they don't have a manager. They're doing all these, you know, who could be the manager? Uh, their pitching staff is in shambles. I mean, that was supposed to be the backbone for the next ten years, and now yeah. we barely we, we 
you know, you hear rumors that they need to go out and find an inning eater. Well, that come we're not talking about a general manager. Who's bringing the talent in here? Sandy's safe. I mean, Sandy's safe because he can do it on the cheap, and that's exactly why he's here. Because remember, right. he was he was Moneyball before he taught Billy Bean Moneyball. Right, Billy. He's on the cheap. That's why he's here. He's his. Madoff has all the money. Mad- had yeah, has all the money. Now he's got all the time in the world sitting in a cell. The Wilpons can just you know do whatever they want. It's 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 maddening and it's really sad. And then when I hear people talk about like, hey, the Yankees are doing great. Oh, the Mets, man, look across the way, see what the Yankees are doing. You should do that. No, no, no we had a plan. And then the plan fell yeah. apart because we had a terrible athletic trainer in Ray Ramirez. Terry Collins became the old Terry Collins, uh, you know, at his pre- previous managing stints. And then the arms just fell off. Well, you're still young, so you, so you got time. I got time, but my gosh, it's it's just maddening. It really is. So New York, L.A., you know, that's probably going to be the World Series. I, I want the Dodgers. I, I think that's clearly obvious. Um, so that's me. Uh, moving over to basketball, basketball just started, and uh, we've already had a very noteworthy opening night, uh, Celtics, uh, Cavaliers, and... That's a medical alert. Oh, Gordon Hayward, a terrible leg injury. Gosh, it reminds me of the guy from Louisville a couple years ago. Ooh. Oof. And they still just lost it. I don't know if Hayward, if he was... And that was early in the game, too, which was really... Yeah. I was really early in the season. Oh, oh, yeah, for real. So, uh, and Kyrie Irving had a, ch- you know, he had played a good game, but you know, he he wasn't able to do it for the Celtics, and they fall to, uh, excuse me, they it's f- still about Cleveland and San Antonio or not? Well, it's, uh, Golden State, you mean? Golden State, I mean. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's it's all about that. I mean, yeah, un- until somebody actually challenges LeBron, I think Isaiah Thomas, the loss of him is going to hurt more. Right. I mean, not to say Gordon Hayward's injury will not. It's just Isaiah Thomas meant more to the Celtics, sure, as a whole, than did um, than I think Gordon Hayward. Even though Gordon Hayward's very talented, right. So, yeah, it remains to be seen. It's a long season. It just started. We'll see how that goes. So, and uh, that's about all she wrote right now. And, in the world of sports okay. here in mid-October. So, All right, Deb. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, if we don't see it, well, we should have next week. Yeah, we'll talk before Halloween, but uh, please, everybody, enjoy some fall festivities. Have a good time here in New Jersey. There's a lot of things to do, a lot of foliage to see. Enjoy a pumpkin, carve one for everybody, enjoy some apples, and away you go. All right, I'll see you later. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.